0: What up, what up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Chase P, a.k.a. Chase Alamode, a.k.a. Young Pinot Grigio. It's the motherfucking Bros with No host podcast. Um, I'm doing a side episode today. Um, I got my homegirl. Uh, she is a good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. Um, also, we, you know, I'm, I'm smoking a little hookah here, y'all. So if y'all hear some rumbling, I'm just smoking some hookah you know just trying to get the vibe right for this conversation that we about to have but um i got a friend of mine i've known her for almost 10 years now actually probably more than 10 years um she is a psychologist um she is a professional she is an amazing woman very insightful very informative woman Aww. um and um, I consider a dear friend of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine, who I get a lot of my insight to in terms of, like, mental health, in terms of, like, my own psyche and, like, how I just operate and shit like that. So, um, I want to welcome. I don't, how do you want to be welcomed? Do you, wanna, do you want us to say your name and then how, how are you known?
1: You know what? It's casual tonight. You're doing the hookah. I've got the carnivore red wine. So, I'll be Joe tonight. Okay. Um, but you know, in the day when I'm, you know, got my Clark Kent cape off, you can call me Doctor Metaphor. But tonight, I'm Joe. All
0: right. So we got we got my friend Joe in the building. Um, it's just us two having this conversation. This is again, this is like a side episode to the episodes of the Bros and No Host podcast. I was with my homegirl. We was chilling. So I figured we might as well get some content out. Um, She also does a podcast herself. Uh,
1: Yes, we need answers. Um, We need so many goddamn answers.
0: That's true, especially (laughs) in this time right now.
1: Um, But yes, definitely. Follow me on the gram, underscore, we need answers, underscore.
0: Uh, So today we want to... Uh, I, I had an episode about two years ago. I think it was maybe, no, not even two years ago. Less than a year ago um, where I just specifically talked about dating. Um, I had two of them, another good friend of mine. And I'm trying to do these like one-off episodes where I kind of get a female's perspective. Because the most part is just me and my cousin. We're speaking on like our experiences, not only with dating, but just being a black man in life and just life in general. So like I always like to have these um episodes where I can kind of get the woman's perspective and 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 see what women are thinking. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to get a psychologist to kind of speak on the psychological aspects of dating and how that ties in to like the type of people we meet, um you know, the type of people we fall in love with, the type of people we hate, shit like that. Ooh. So before we get into all that um i'm not sure how long this episode is going to go for we might go on forever forever Forever. because there's just so much (laughs) shit i need to get off my own damn chest but um first off you know obviously the times that we are in with the covid virus going on uh we have the protests and the riots that are going on throughout the country and even throughout the world Mm -hmm. personally i just want to know like how are you feeling throughout this time
1: personally i'm tired Uh, But professionally, I kind of just, I can't explain it. Like, I'm kind of on a high. Like, I'm kind of on this battery, so to speak. Like, the time is too precious to just sit around. So, I'm consciously ignoring the fact, or not really giving myself the luxury to feel as tired as I probably do. Um, Just because I feel like there is so much going on and there are people that feel like at any given moment they're just going to pass out. And so I feel like I have a duty to put my all in the fourth quarter. And when the dust... Fourth quarter game seven. (laughs) Exactly. So then when the dust settles, I'll rest. I'll take a a staycation somewhere when the Rona
0: lifts. When the Rona lifts and then hopefully when this... um, justice is brought to obviously to george floyd we want to say a big uh, rest in peace to him condolences to him and his family um i'm still kind of pissed off about the whole breonna taylor thing because they haven't convicted the cops that uh, murdered her and she was literally doing nothing like nothing wrong and they just can't even hit 30. yeah so rest in peace to breonna taylor as well um so but unfortunately, you know, uh, if you listen to our Bros and the Host podcast, our episode four of season two, uh, we kind of already get into all that. So I really don't want to continue the, the heartache and, and continue to get into all that. So today we're really just going to talk about dating specifically, dating in this age, dating in a digital age. Um, you know, how, how, how has dating changed? Has it changed for the better? Has it changed for the worse? Um, if you guys know me, all the listeners, y'all know I ain't got no hoes. Y'all know I ain't got no no nothing going on. So I've I've been on the dating apps. Like I've I've been on Hinge, I've been on Tinder, and um, I've had a, a few successes, and then I've had a, I've had more failures than I've had successes. What is your take on like digital dating now?
1: So I think that digital dating can be very efficient I think it can be a good thing but I think at the time when it first really got its momentum there was no you know playbook about how to do this right like you make a profile you get on there and you you know you do the best you can and and roll with it um and over time as it has evolved I mean you were seeing all kinds of things happen right and so for me now um, I think it's more about talking to people about how they're using it as opposed to kind of, you know, bashing some of the platforms itself. I mean, some of the platforms are shitty platforms that you probably should stay, but I think the majority of them are, like, well-intentioned, and if you know how to use them effectively, you can have a good time.
0: Do you feel like most people get on dating apps as, like, oh, I'm just trying to fuck, and then on to the next person, whether it's male or female. Like, I'm not trying to make this gender specific. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, I'm just looking to have a good time. Have you been on any any dating apps?
1: I have in the past. Um, So that's a good question, right? I mean, there's too much variation to say, right? But what I can say is I I would like to believe that most people get on with the best of intentions, but don't either are not consciously aware or don't want to take into consideration what they actually have to do to make a fulfilling relationship work. So I'll give, you know, use myself as an example. So I got on with the intention to to date and like see what could come of that, really make something out of it. Um, but my lifestyle at the time you know then this was way back when um finishing up you know a doctorate opening up a practice my lifestyle was just too busy for me to give the type of time to somebody to really see something like pop off you know mm. um And so then, you know, what is that how does that translate to the person you're meeting? It seems like you're wasting your time. But I think when I went into it, I had the best of intentions. I was like, I could do it all. If I can if I can get a PhD, I can date and go to dinner.
0: While dating? Why not? Get a PhD while dating. Why not? I mean, I've never I mean I've been in well, dating apps didn't really come until like Tinder didn't really pop until like after I was out of school. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was in college and I did the Tinder thing, I probably would have had I think I probably my body count would have been crazy. Like <laughs> because I feel like in college it's like, yo, let's meet up, what you doing, let's get to know each other, we talk, blah, blah, blah. Um, and me, I went to I went to school in Buffalo. So it was a college town.
1: Mm-hmm. So you
0: had my school, you had like four, or five other schools within like a five mile radius mm-hmm. so it could have been easy to just hit somebody up from another school and anybody who knows buffalo or knows upstate new york or knows western new york you know by like october if you don't got no cuddy buddy or if you don't got no consistent rotation <laughs> like it's gonna be a dry ash winter for you like nobody goes out coldest uh, winter. it's ever. gonna be the coldest <laughs> winter for you real cold so I think in college a dating app personally would have been more effective. Um, I'm in New York City. I think people in major cities it's probably more effective because well actually I feel like it's less effective in major cities because everybody's in a major city. Whereas like if you lived in like a rural town or like a real suburban town, a small town and you may not you know, know everybody and you're just looking for that one person that's like gonna satisfy you emotionally sexually however you whichever way you want to take it then yeah it'd probably be, be more effective but I feel like in the city it's really just a numbers game like how many you know chicks can I pipe within a week or how many numbers can I get off of this and then pipe a chick down and, and or even with chicks like how many dudes can I get to take me out on a free date you know take me out to dinner or even for a chick how many dudes can how much dick can I get you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not you know, taking that out of the equation. I'm pretty sure that there's women out there that want to get digged down. Like, let's just keep it real. <laughs> oh <my> like, <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that there's women out there on dating apps with the sole purpose of just getting the dick and then keeping it popping. Keeping it going.
1: Absolutely. I, so, um, in the past, and long past and recent past, I have worked with some people... Um, in my practice specifically um, looking to understand what's going well and what's not going well on their dating profiles, right? Um, And also trying to get a a better handle of like, what am I doing? Like, how do I work this algorithm? Swipe left, swipe right. So you're absolutely right. I mean, I've had, Clients that are looking to be married. I've had clients that are looking just for sex. There are sites that are geared for married people cheating. I'm not condoning that, but like this is, there's an app for everything, is my point. So I'm in 100% agreement with you.
0: So, in a major city like New York, like Chicago, LA, do you feel like? Because the there's so much of a plethora of people, do you feel like it's more useful to use a dating app in a major city, or do you feel like people should just really do more of the organic thing, like going out, approaching, um, and then like taking it from there, seeing if the person is the right person for you, whether it's relationship wise or if it's um you know sexual. Like, do you feel like it's more effective in a major city to use a da- dating app, or do you feel like People should just go the traditional route.
1: I'm Me, by nature, I'm always a... If you can see a face, do that. There's just... There's a different vibe and a feel you get when you're sitting across from a person. Um, You can hear tone. You can look at body language. You can feel attraction. You can feel chemistry. Where, when it's digital, you kind of have to go through some weeds. Um, There's a a different kind of build-up. But in major cities... um, Yes, it's more efficient in terms of usage. No, in terms of um, so more efficient in terms of utilization. No, in terms of effectiveness, right? Because you've got overstimulation, you've got so many options, and you have people in major cities that are conditioned by convenience. And so, when you put those two things together, um, it's like I'm not. You know, I've heard I've heard like some crazy shit right so i was on a plane with this guy from la and he we were talking about dating apps and he said i don't date any girl that's outside of a three mile radius on my dating app (laughs) he said because that shit is like a two and a half hour drive in traffic from my place to wherever she is so if i can't bike to her like you're automatically
0: swipe left left.
1: (laughs) Um, and this is crazy right that you would like like that could be the person of your dreams but that is how people are approaching the app so you know weird stuff
0: yeah I mean I could say that overall it's probably been like a 50-50 well more of like a 60-40 and and by 60 I mean unsuccessful and 40 successful Um, I think with me um, I have no problem like getting the girl it's like keeping her interest is like the issue for me you know what I mean? Like I swipe left on Tinder. You know I have I've used Tinder. I use Hinge now. If I'm this is no plug for Hinge, but <laughs> um, I use Hinge what's your, now.
1: What's your handle?
0: It's just my name, Chase. Oh, okay. Um, well, I ladies. like I like Hinge because Hinge, it just shows the profile and you could like the picture. You could like, um, maybe something that they said. You can comment on it, and then it'll send them a notification like, Oh, Chase liked you you know, like them back to start the conversation, whereas Tinder it's like, all right, I'm just swiping left, swiping left, swiping left, or swiping right, just to see if somebody does the same for me, and it's just like, forever, you're just swiping, 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 and then somebody may not swipe right on you, but that could be the person that you might be interested in, but because they didn't swipe right, it's like, oh, but whereas here, it's like, you may be able to like them and give them a little comment, and they'd be like, oh, like, that was clever, da-da-da, like... So, that's why I do Hinge. So, my Tinder successes weren't, like, I haven't really had much success on Tinder. I don't think
1: most people have. I mean, I think Tinder has gotten, unfortunately, at at least in my experiences, from what I've heard today, is that Tinder pretty much just has the reputation of being a hookup app now at this point. I don't know how true that is, but that is...
0: Should uh, I hook it up? (laughs) I never, I don't think I've ever been on a date... Or had any sexual relationship with anybody, emotional relationship with anybody from Tinder. I've had a relationship emotionally where with people on Hinge before, maybe like two people who I was like, damn, like I'm really like feeling you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know for me, like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out like what point does like, like how do you keep a woman interested? Like you do the dating app thing and I think the dating app thing is kind of messed up in a point because like you have time to respond to somebody and give them like you know some clever witty response And, and it's like oh like now the perception of you is oh this person is funny this person is clever so when you speak to them in person and you're not necessarily that witty or clever on cue it's like oh like I guess this is a dud like maybe he was just so I'm really trying to figure out, like, how do I transition, you know, text messaging on a dating app to the actual in-person? Because at the end of the day, like, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to meet up. So from a woman's perspective, I guess you could speak to, like, what are some things guys do on Tinder or the dating, other, any other dating app that doesn't necessarily translate to how they are in person? And what are some things that they can do to kind of make the transition? Mm. Just not even question. from a psychological spe- perspective, like from just a woman perspective, like how when you, when you speaking to a guy on the dating app and then you meet him in person and he's not, he may or may not be the same, he may not have that same energy. Mm-hmm. What's like, when do you start seeing signs of that or when do you start seeing signs that um he is the same person in person
1: so in my own experience i've never had this issue and i think this is one of those utilization things again like how are you using the app right the question that i have before i can even answer that is how much time are you talking to that person before you meet up with them because if you're transitioning so quickly like let's say you talk you you have a couple of lines in the app you get the number you start talking outside of the app and let's say within two days you set up a meet and greet right Mm -hmm. you don't have really enough nuggets to have something to hold on to right Mm -hmm. so then when you see that the person or the guy is different from what you've expected to me that says more about the girl or the guy the one who is trying to set it up than the person who's attending because then it's kind of superficial in nature like you don't really know this person they might have had a witty moment you Mm -hmm. know a clever moment enough to say that they're a clever person Eh, like i could have just been witty because we were talking about some funny shit you know, and so yeah. Then now we meet up for coffee, and you're kind of boring, and I'm like, mm, he's kind of boring. Like,
0: <laughs> I I mean, for me, I kind of do feel like sometimes I fuck up in that lane, where it's like you may bring up a topic, and then like I could talk about that topic all day, but when we're in person, it's it's kind of a toss up. When we're in, uh, let me finish that sentence. When we're in person, it may not be the same, and the only reason why I say that is because. When you're on the app and you're text messaging, I sort of have a, a, you know, time to make a response and think of like, well, how can I make this witty or how can I make this like interesting for her to look at me as like, oh, okay, this person is funny. Like, this person is an interesting person. I like to get to know them more. But when you're in person, you kind of have to be on cue. Like, It's got to be, not necessarily rapid fire, like she says something and you quick with a response, but you don't necessarily have the time to think of a response that fast because for the most part, you'll just be sitting there staring at her like, um, 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 and then she's going to look at you like, is this person fucking weird? You know?
1: So again, you know, utilization, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, so this, so, so this is the way I did it. Like, I would chat with someone, maybe like a day or two, right? Um, because I made my profile without being super extensive. I, like, highlighted um, my best qualities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I put hobbies like love to Netflix, love to wine taste, love to this, that, and the third. So men that were interested in me p- picked one of those hobbies of, like oh, you like restaurant week, restaurant week is in two weeks or whatever like that. So that took some of the pressure off when it was time for us to meet up because we had a common goal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then by the time we would meet up and talk, I didn't feel to kind of live up to maybe whatever expectation they might have had of me because we both kind of made without it being too stringent, we kind of had a plan. Mm. So then it was, it, so then the focus was like, we're going to go do this thing. We're going to, you know, see what's what. But we both know we're going to enjoy this thing because it's something we both like to do. We both like to eat food. We both like to, you know, sip and paint, whatever that thing was. And so I never went on a date except for one, um, which I think was just a bad apple, where I felt like, God, this is a drag. Get me out of here.
0: And can you kind of walk us through? That date, Like why was it a drag take us from like app to like you sitting in a restaurant or wherever y'all went to on a date. Can you kind of take us through that so that we can, the listeners, the male listeners can kind of get an idea of like, okay, this is where I'm messing up or maybe I might've done that before. And I want to get better on the next date.
1: Absolutely. So there's some big no-nos that y'all do that just are absolute, you know, Put you on the shit list okay um and and some of these things are not just like gender exclusive like you said women do this too because i've heard this from guys but a big no-no you don't want to do on a meet and greet is you don't want to bring up your exes that tends to be a common question like when was your last relationship? I why didn't why, why didn't your last relationship work out?
0: But I feel like women ask that question more than. But continue.
1: Yeah, no, I would give that to you. I think they do. Um, because, you know, and again, that's like a whole psychological topic. It depends on if, what the woman's goal is, right? Are you there to date? Are you there to have sex? Or are you there looking for a husband, right? If you're on more of the security spectrum of like long-lasting, long-term, you do tend to see that women will like dive right into those real serious questions. But the reason why that conversation um, isn't always the best in person is because even if a person gave you context, you're still taking in data from just meeting them, right? Mm. Like, if you're like, oh, my last relationship was two years ago because of X, Y, and Z, the way our brains process is like, I'm thinking about that plus you might've said something about your ex that, right? Like she never appreciated me. And that was one of the reasons why it didn't work out. Mind you, let's say we're sitting at dinner and you're like, Oh, how would you like to pay for this bill? Like, would you like to go 50-50 or something like that? Now, if I come from a traditional background, right? Uh What happens is that person could start linking conversations from your past and how it could potentially impact them in their future. So like, oh, he said said it didn't work out with his ex because she didn't appreciate him, Um, but... He didn't hold the door open for me. He's talking about going 50-50 and all this shit. Like, yeah, if you're doing this, like, I wouldn't appreciate you too. Like, that might be a bad example, but it just kind of sets you up to not have a clean slate, right? You want to, like, build up the trust a little bit first before, you know, you kind of get into that. So that's point number one. Stay off the ex situation. Um, a big one, too, is when men have double standards of women right so women what i have you know when i've talked to people on dating apps women feel like out of 10 men seven are trying to sexually just get in their pants right and Mm -hmm. so the bit one of the biggest complaints that i hear from guys is I'm tired of going on girls' profiles and and seeing a a laundry list of shit they don't like. Don't talk to me if you're gonna try to get down my pants. Don't talk to me if you're gonna, you know, do X, Y, and Z.
0: Which, let's be real, the women who put that on their profile be the freakiest ones. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The ones talking about, oh, I'm not, I'm not, don't hit me up if you're not trying to, if you're just trying to have sex, if you just think I'm a fuck buddy, or if you just think I'm some sexual object... I'ma be real, it's gonna sound kind of controversial, but a lot of those chicks be the ones that be with the shits.
1: Hey, I'm who am I? You know, that's that's the male experience, right? But and so that's a turnoff to men, right? Part of what I think, even if some men weren't like completely head over heels, super attracted to my pictures, I think I got so many hits because my profile simply was an opposite of that. Like a lot of them were like Oh, shit, a profile that's not complaining. <laughs> wow, I want to talk to her, right? Now, all of them didn't make it, but it opened up my pool, right? And so what I'm saying is, like, stay on the on the positive.
0: Stay on the positive. I mean, I've had an experience where, um, this was recent, too. This was on a dating app where I had uh, reached out to a woman. And we were just talking funny, funny, funny stuff. Um, and she was like, you know, I appreciate you not saying, you know, just not reaching out to me saying, Hey, how are you? And I was like, well, you know, sometimes that's, that may be the only thing a God really has right now. Like he may just, the only thing that's going on in his mind is like, Hey, how are you? Oh, that's not an excuse. Da, da, da There's so many other ways. And we kind of got into a back and forth. And then she was just like, you know, I'm just so annoyed with like some of the men, da, 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 whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, all right. So like, is this going to be like another, complaining parade or is, you know, or, like, are we going to actually get to know each other? She um,
1: sounds like a real drag.
0: It does sound like a real drag. So, you know, unfortunately, I didn't continue it because I'm just, like, I didn't want to, like, put her in that box. But being that it is a, a dating app, I kind of feel like we're automatically putting people in the boxes. We're automatically... I mean, if you think about it, we're sort of judging people already. We're looking at their... We're just judging them off of pictures. But that
1: and, is not so that's not a bad thing right mm-hmm. like so people will be like i use psychologist." that's not a bad thing right and what i tell people is part of the efficiency and the beauty of dating apps of why you have a profile your age your height your income um do you like pets you know all of all of that shit, is because some people have like non-negotiables right and If we're talking about maximizing our time and we don't have a lot of it, then the boxes are okay, right? The boxes only don't become okay when, this was going to go to my point before I segued, was the double standard, right? Uh So the double standard is, um, you know, men saying like, "I, I only want a girl with natural hair. And then there's some other quality, like let's say I have a banging body or a beautiful face, right, but me, I wear weave, I wear wigs, I wear my natural hair. And so I went on a date, a Starbucks, and um, guy I met, first time he was like, you're so beautiful, but I like women with natural hair. And that shit immediately turned me off. Cause I was like, well then what? why the fuck are you here? Like all my pictures, I have a variety of different hairstyles, right? And so to me, I was um, offended too strong. I was irritated because I felt like, one, we're getting to know each other and you haven't earned the privilege or the right to tell me what the fuck you like. You're not my man. Like, True. my man, when you're my man, you can tell me how you like something and maybe I'll consider it, right? But if you have a preference of something, that's why we have the fucking boxes. It's okay if you want a girl with natural hair. But then don't pick me. True. So it's stuff like that.
0: But I feel like sometimes nobody really wants to limit themselves. I mean, you are kind of limiting uh, yourself. It's, it sounds like a double uh, standard. Yeah, yeah. It does sound like a double standard. Like, you don't want to limit yourself, and you kind of want to see, you know, I'm only looking at this person from their pictures, there's a possibility that they can, that they're completely different, either in a negative way or a positive way, and I want to see that, I want to explore that. So, you can't necessarily fault anybody for trying to explore something. I've had, I've had women who only date men that are six feet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But i'm 510 they clicked on my profile and they're asking me well what is your height da, 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 all that stuff and they're talking about the fact that they are attracted to men who are six feet da, 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 da and it's like well you clicked on my profile so you obviously knew and my height is on my profile mm-hmm. um when i was on tinder um i don't think i had my height in like my bio because i don't think you could do that on tinder and when I was on Tinder, that was definitely, like, a question that was always asked to me. Like, how, how how tall are you? How tall are you? How tall are you? How tall are you? And I'm just like, okay, so you obviously are attracted to me. You might you find me attractive. But because I don't fit the height requirement, now it's like, okay, well, you're not attractive to me anymore. And well, it's like, well, but you, all, you just clicked I didn't on me. fucking
1: swipe left on that shit anyway. Because those are two different issues right one is the superficiality of people like yes. if you're trying to date me off of a an aesthetic right which is fine to have preferences we have things that we like that we're attracted to right but if that's the sole deciding factor of you wanting to meet me for me personally i don't want to i don't want to talk to you right because there's there's more to me than that so Very that's true. just like the one issue right right but the, the other issue that you're speaking to is us kind of going into situations where that cake and cookie, I want my cake. Like, I want to explore my options. So this goes back to figuring shit out before you meet up. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be, out of 10 women, you really, I, I, I tell my clients, swipe left on eight of them two of them are date worthy one of them is worth a callback right that's the name of the game right you do more cutting than you do taking mm. um if you're being strategic about what it is that you want so shit like that if a woman is attracted to you and then she asks you your height hopefully the thought process would be well what other qualities does he have You can scan some of those qualities over the telephone while you talk before you determine that you want to go on a, you know, a meetup and then see you. And it's like, you know, he's like a nice guy, but he wasn't really like the guy that I'm used to or that tall or anything like that. I don't know. That just seems very. I like to use my time effectively. My time is very precious to me. I like to, you know, stick my shit like Simone Biles.
0: (laughs) So what do you feel is the optimal process when it comes to online or digital dating on the dating apps? Like, do you feel like how... Like, you match, right? You match with a person. What's the timeline you feel is the most appropriate if you're looking for, like, something more satisfying in terms of, like, emotional, like, an emotional relationship, right? Like what, like, when I match with you, like, how long should I speak to you on this app? When should I ask you for your number? After the number, you know, how often should we talk on the phone? Or should we text back and forth before it's time to set up an actual date? And then, you know, we go right. on a date and stuff like that. Like, what's what do you think, from your perspective as a woman, what's, like, the optimal time frame for a man to court you from app to in-person?
1: Okay, so I think that's different for every woman. For me, I had a 72-hour turnaround. I was not playing any games, right? And what I mean by that is um, the type of lifestyle that I live and the type of men I'm attracted to, they tend to be very business-oriented like me. They probably have travel and things like that. But... Even in the corporate world, happy hours everywhere. Very true. So, you know, um, if we're going to be these highly functioning millennials, intellectuals, there's bars everywhere you turn, places where we can meet up. Within a 72-hour window, if you are not asking me for my telephone number or to meet up, and the longest period, I would say, is a week. And that's due to, like... Travel or something like that, or COVID, or COVID. Right, it would be longer now for COVID, right? Like I'm not that stringent, right? But before pre-COVID, me having that turnaround, what I loved about that was the timing because you're talking to you might be talking to a lot of different people. You're fishing, right? True. Is that within that 72-hour window, the conversation is fresh it's it's alive it's quick we're not wasting time because have you ever had someone that you thought it would be super dope to hang with them but time got away from you and that's what made it boring was like we keep trying to plan something like it should not be this hard to like go eat some tacos or some shit so a lot of times i would just set something up like if me and the person established we were attracted, we had a couple of good interests i'd be like what are you doing saturday Mm. Oh, I don't, you know, I got a couple things going. Okay, well, there's a taco spot. Let's go get tacos. And it was very spontaneous. And, like
0: as the man should be doing that. or Right,
1: man or woman. Okay. Um, But I was like, you know, something quick. So what makes it effective is that the outing has to be something quick, something short. And I would tell my female clients, do not spend more than 45 minutes with a man on a meet and greet.
0: So let me get this straight. So the first after the dating app the first time you guys meet in person should just be a meet and greet correct it shouldn't be like an official date correct so all of these men who are out here saying you know i don't want to take a woman on a, a date date in the beginning because i don't necessarily know her or anything like that i see a lot of complaints in women saying well if it's your first date you should be trying to make the best impression that you possibly can but it's like I don't I don't know you I don't really know you mm-hmm. enough to really make an official quote unquote official first date. So I think it's appropriate that maybe we sit down for a drink, maybe we sit down for coffee or something. Correct. Because we're just coming off of an app where we, we were just looking at each other's pictures the entire time, and typing you know some witty shit, thinking that oh this is the person that I'm talking. Sometimes you may get catfished. You don't know. So I think when men say things like, you know, I wanna take her just on a meet and greet or regular date first, just to kind of get to know her, see if this is somebody I'm interested in. Personally I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing that it's more about, okay, let me just get to know her first and then okay, second time we meet will be like the official first date we can go down for dinner maybe like a two-part date dinner and then maybe we do something fun or you know vice versa we do something fun and go to dinner because now i have a level of comfortability with you you know i know you a little bit more to be like all right let's let's really do something now i don't see an issue with that
1: there isn't an issue with that and you know some may disagree with me um but i think having that mentality whether it's a man or a woman is selfish right the official first date and the reason why I say that is because you've already built up in your mind what is ex- what you think is acceptable, as you said, without having the um, relationship to do so, right? Mm-hmm. It's selfish because you're not the only fucking person I'm talking to.
0: Very true. Right?
1: And you think that it's only you. No, it's, it's not only you. But this is why time constraints are beautiful. Time constraints are beautiful because we are humans that do better in 30 to 45 minutes or less right the beauty of a time constraint in a meet and greet is that i get just enough information that if our chemistry is really hitting off i can't wait to see you again that's the start of foreplay and chemistry right you've given me something to look forward to the mystery is still there now i know that the next time i see you i can up the ante a little bit right It also builds up like just on an aesthetic level, if you're meeting someone for coffee or something like that. Females, which I often hear is like, men don't know how much pressure it is to have to razzle dazzle and make that first. But if you're going to coffee or something, you give the the person of interest a little bit of everyday and a little bit of spice, right? On the opposite spectrum, it's beautiful because if it doesn't go well, i'm not fucking torturing myself pretending like i like you sitting there thinking should i call my text my friend and say call me so i can make something up and get out of here while you run to the bathroom right because dates that have gone really really bad it's because they're sitting there for a long time getting impatient they don't know how to get out and now you've acted like a complete asshole. and i hear people say like i shouldn't have did that
0: and that's why i don't like doing dinner dates for a first date it's weird especially when you're coming off a dating app you're sitting at a table you gotta talk then you gotta order food you gotta wait for the food to come you gotta eat after you eat then you gotta you know wrap it up let the food settle then get the bill once the bill come it's like damn like is is he gonna i'm pretty sure in the woman's mind she's probably thinking like is he gonna ask me to pay for half this or is he gonna take the entire bill Whatever, whatever. But you did mention something else um, that that kind of caught my eye. You talked about like a woman razzle-dazzling before she gets on a date, which I think can be is a valid point. Like, I'm sure women are thinking, "Okay, he's gonna take me to dinner, so I gotta look good. I gotta make sure I'm in my heels. I gotta make sure my makeup is right because if not, he's probably gonna think blah blah blah." But at the same time, you gotta see it from a male's perspective. You know, you said yes to us, so it's obviously you're interested. Somewhat. Some women are out there just trying to get free dates. We're not even going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about the women that are interested. Now, it's really my opportunity to fuck up. You know, it's my date. It's my date to fuck up. You've already said yes to the date. I already know I got you in some type of fashion. You're interested in some type of way. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I'm worried about: oh, Am I gonna say the wrong thing? Is you know something gonna happen, and I'm gonna have to do a situation that's gonna test my masculinity? You know, is the bill gonna come up more than what it is, and we gotta sit there and fight with the waiter or waitress? What's like, what could happen? Damn,
1: what kind of dates are you going I'm like? just fight saying, I'm the not waitress shit.
0: I'm not saying necessarily physically fight. <laughs> But there could be a situation where you may get... Take
1: this five ninety nine off my tab,
0: <laughs> You know, there could, there could be a situation where you may order food or drinks and then you get back the bill and they may have charged you more by accident. And now you got to... And then the, the waiter is saying, well, no, you ordered that. And now you're like, well, no, I didn't order that. Did it, uh, any situation like that. It's a lot. And then after that... You got to figure out because women are all about nonverbal cues and picking up on nonverbal cues. Now I got to pick up on your nonverbal cues to see if you're really interested. Maybe, maybe should I go in for a first kiss on the first time, on the first date? Maybe I shouldn't, you know, it, it is a lot of pressure on a man. First of all, it's a lot of pressure on a man just to approach a woman in general and then to ask you out on a date. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't think, I think that kind of gets overlooked from time to time, from women, and I think women use the excuse of, oh well, I got I, I gotta dress nice. If I don't, I gotta worry about dressing nice. And it's like, bruh, if I just had an opportunity to just worry about dressing nice, you know how much pressure that would take off of me.
1: But that's not completely true, right? So you're right in that there's pressure on both sides and they it's expressed differently so what what's good about this conversation is i'm hearing from you you're right that women we don't always take into consideration all of the other tidbits after we meet up right there's there's clearly a lot going on in the in the head of a man but also too it's not just dressing up for women as well right and we had talked about this the other night like Some of the things that are going on in the head of a woman, aside from just how she looks aesthetically, eating's a big one. How much do I eat? How little do I eat? Um, Weight is another one, right? Having children is another one, right? If you happen to be a parent and you are vibing really well and the guy's like, oh my god, we're having so much fun, we should go to another bar, we should do this, but you gotta be home at six because your babysitter, like, oh fuck, like, I wasn't ready to tell him that or talk or get into that and so i think both people are coming into a foreign situation where you're really just like all of this stuff is risk that's that's like the element of dating dating at in and of itself is about taking risk
0: very true um i I mean from that perspective i can understand where you're coming from and i can see the nuances in both Uh, male and female pressure when it comes to dating and that's why again going back to what we were saying before i think it's good to sort of just do like a meet and greet first and then um you know from there if you are still interested in the person or if they're still interested in you you could take it to the next level where it's like listen i want to take you to some restaurant or i want to take you here like this is a nice spot let's sit down let's eat let's talk things of that nature and then we could take it from there to wherever the next part of the date is or whether the next part of um this us getting to know each other
1: i'm just curious since we're here you know giving a little bit of self-disclosure what is the best meet and greet you've had and what's been the worst
0: best meet and greet i've had we went to um oh my god so this is a good one um, I call this girl $34 <laughs> Get the fuck out of here What? <laughs> I gotta hear this And the reason why I call her $34 Is because that's how much money I spent on a date
1: Yo, you just hurt my feelings Like
0: <laughs> The first date This is the first time we meet in Right? So we met on a dating app Great conversation on a dating app Got the number, texted, good texting. I don't think we ever spoke on the phone prior to meeting in person. I think we just just texted. So the day that I was like, yo, there's this spot called Pergola. That's, um, it's, if you're from the city, it's on like 28th Street, close by 5th Avenue, close by Broadway. I think it's between 5th and Broadway. Hookah spot. A uh, hookah slash restaurant slash lounge slash bar, um, very expensive. It's a very expensive place. And me in in the beginning, I'm thinking like, oh, damn, I gotta take this chick to like a a, a nice, not fancy, but like a nice spot so I can make a good impression. But that same day, I literally only has sixty dollars in my bank account. Swear to God, has sixty dollars in my bank account. And I'm talking to my coworkers. And I'm like, damn, like, should I cancel the date? Because I feel like I got, you know, I know how y'all are. Y'all like to spend, a guy got to spend at least 100 hundred and two hundred and $200 on the first date. So y'all can feel like, you know, you worth something type shit. And they was like, nah, nah, just, you know what I'm saying? Just try to keep it cheap. Or listen, if you really don't got it, just cancel it. Da-da-da. But mind you, this is like two hours before the date. Like, I'm at work fucking Like,
1: okay. So let me hit you real quick question prior to two hours before the date. Like how long were you walking around $60 in your account?
0: Probably like a day or two, but that's, I think I had paid a bill or something like that. Okay. I had like paid some bills that had like just came up Okay, and it brought me down to like $60, $60 in my account. Yes. I dated as a broke nigga. It's just, (laughs) yes, I've dated as a broke nigga. Do not fault me for it. It's just how it is. So I was a broke nigga around that time. I'm still low key a broke nigga. But so I'm complaining, not not complaining, but I'm talking to my coworkers like, damn, should I cancel? Should I cancel? They like, nah. Swear to God, one of my co-workers gave me his company card and was like, yo, bro, I don't want you out there like worrying about money. Just Aww. take my company card. Yeah, shout out to my him. I can't is. even shout him. I can't even say his name. So I want to keep it a secret but my son was like yo here's the company card he was like yo don't buy no hookah just buy drinks and i'll just write it off as like i was talking to a client or some shit i was talking to a client or some shit i was like yo that's some real shit that's some real loyal shit (laughs) that's some real loyal shit (laughs) like i fucks with that like men need to do that more like yo listen i'm gonna hit you off with like 150 so you can go on this date like i don't want you out here struggling but anyways so i end up not canceling not only that i had lost my phone i had lost my phone
1: wait wait wait! you got the company card and you canceled anyway
0: no i didn't cancel the date oh okay but prior to that i had lost my phone so i had no phone so i looked at the
1: universe giving you signs it's
0: like yo don't do this (laughs) i had lost my phone earlier that day right So I'm talking to her on Facebook. I found her Facebook profile. And then I messaged her like, hey, you know, I still want to go on a date with you. Like, um, you know, I lost my phone, so I got to communicate with you here. I gave her the address to the place. And I was like, listen, once I leave this office, like, if you ain't there, then I'm going to look pretty shitty. She was like, don't worry about that. We still going to meet up. Let's just take it back to the old days where... You know, we planned something. And I was like, damn, that's dope. Like, she was like, let's just take it back to the old days. You know, we put up something, put an address, and we just meet up. I fucks with that. So I gave her the address. I think we met up at, like, 6.30. I'm standing in front. She was there. Oh, Chase, is that your name? I was like, yeah, that's my name. She's like, all right, cool. Let's go in. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say her name. I'm going to just call her $34. You know what I'm saying? So she was like, oh, yeah, I'm $34. I'm <laughs>
1: Get out of here.
0: <laughs> she was like, I'm $34. I'm like, All right, cool, let's let's go in. We got down, sat down, had a drink. I think I had maybe one drink. She had two. Great conversation the whole time, just joking, laughing, and then when the bill came that shit was $34. And I was like, what? That shit was pop- Luckily, we came in at happy hour too, so the drinks was like half off.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm like, yo, this is the shit. $34. I even I ain't even pay with my my man's credit card. I just pay with my shit. I'm like, All right, cool. After that, we uh walked around a little bit, um just talking, talking, talking. After that, I just wa- walked into the train. You know, we hugged. And then after that, we met up like more times after that. Like, yo, come to the park, let's meet up. Let's talk. Cause that's the I feel like men Like men really are about vibes Like When it comes to dating Like men really just be Trying to get to know Either One of two things Either we trying to get to know you Or we trying to fuck And if we really trying to get to know you We really trying to get to know you It don't matter where we are Like We could be in McDonald's And like Have the best conversation If we trying to fuck It could be the same situation We in McDonald's you like yo? You with it? Damn if you do. Damn Damned if, if, if you don't. You with it? alright I'm with it. Alright Let's go back to my crib. But let's go back to your crib. Let's do the damn thing. So that was my good date. That was like my good uh, date. Worst date. Most of my worst dates. I had one date where I was on on a date with this girl. She had to been like, I think it was a lunch date, and. Um, She she came late because she was like, oh, I got some shit going on at work. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. We got there. We talking. And, like, the conversation was just dry, like, OD dry. Like, I would ask questions. She would just be giving me one-word answers. I'm trying to make conversation, and it just wasn't hitting. I've been on a couple dates like that where I was talking, trying to be, like, You know exciting trying to get you know The conversation flowing it was just like Oh well I don't like this or Oh well and it's like I don't know if it's because you're Not interested in me or maybe you're just Not good at conversation Or maybe you could be nervous or something You know what I mean so after those dates We never spoke after that But my one one of my best dates Was $34 That was like one of my best dates Another good date was um, This chick that worked Um, We'll just call her Jared No, well, actually we're going to call her Lobster Mac and Cheese And the people who listen to this They know Lobster Mac and Cheese Um, We worked Not too far from each other So our first date was At this sushi spot Like this chain sushi spot And we just sat, both ordered sushi She paid for her own shit, I paid for my own shit Like I think she got there first So she just ordered her shit And sat down, ate, I came in ordered my shit sat down ate and the whole time we literally just getting to know each other talking it's the vibe like what men is really just about the vibe like it's not about the aesthetic of like where we're going to what restaurant how much money is being spent you know what i mean like it's really just like yo do i get along with this person Mm -hmm. so i think that's why a lot of men do the let's do the meet and greet before we do the real date because the meet and greet really determines if I want to do a real date with you, like, do I want to take this person and spend $150 on them, because I've been on dates like that, where I spent like $150, $200, and then after that, we not talking anymore, or she ghosted me or some shit, and I've been on dates where I spent $40, and she to me, and I'm like, you know what, it's $40, whatever, like, da-da-da, but them 150 $200 dates? I was like, yo, I really spent, like, I really spent some bread on you, like, not not that you, not that because I spent that money on you, you're, like, entitled, I'm entitled to get something out of it, or entitled to continue it, but it's like, damn, like, like that, like, it's like that, damn, alright, cool, whatever, chalk it up to the game.
1: I had the most ever spent on me in one date, $473. And he was a slash-slinging slasher.
0: Elaborate on that.
1: (laughs) If you're not a fucking Spongebob fan, then you you missed it, right? But anybody who's a real Spongebob fan knows what a slash-slinging slasher is, right? It's the equivalent of, like, a sociopath, right? Um, It was weird shit. I mean, long story short, it was like... This super expensive dinner this movie um and like halfway through he had taken one of my profile pictures and put it on his home screen of his phone wow and i just happened to catch it like in the corner and i i looked like thought i had a fucking doppelganger <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like is that is that me and he was like yeah yeah you know we just been like vibing and i was like it it's our first date like we only talked like two or three times like yikes um so i got out of that quickly um
0: that was one of your worst
1: actually no it wasn't one of my worst i mean that dinner was great i mean he was fucking slash singing of slasher, course yeah because like, you
0: got that motherfucking dinner <laughs> yeah was dinner, eating good that
1: was eating good so i mean he it, it you know it worked itself out but had there been like one more strike i would have had to like
0: so ha- cut ha- the tab so had he not done the if you not if you didn't catch him putting that on the home screen. Could there have been a potential that there would have been a second date
1: absolutely not and if he hadn't spent that much money and i had my face on the home screen i would have got very karen-ish i would have been like ah! you know waving my hands and shit you know but everything in life is about balance you know but yeah i mean vibes are definitely important but i was going to point out that Men can appreciate vibes because of their privilege, right? And so here go men. I'm sure someone's driving like, Ah, oh, shit, here we here go. go. Here we the go. Here she right? go with this. The privilege, though, is that... And I don't think it's becoming... I don't think it's the same today. I think there is a shift with women. But I think in more traditional standards, because the the um, playbook has been that women are to be pursued, that they can't really afford to just, everything has to have a purpose. When you're the pursuer and you have options and you're there for the picking, yeah, like, fuck it, like, let's chat, let's talk. But if I'm like trying to get a man and it's dependent on a lot of different things, like my looks, my personality, right? you can set up 10 dates if you wanted to right we're not saying that the 10 dates are gonna go well but you picked those 10 if we're following traditional standards right you swiped you set up those 10 dates so you're like we're just gonna check out the vibes across those 10. i might get like let's just say four dates that week but if we're following traditional standards i'm like shit. You only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow it. Cause opportunity comes. Like, you know, like, you're going to do everything you can to try to hold on to that shit because you're trying to be picked. But I don't think women are like that today.
0: I think in today's society, I think I'm glad that you said that. I personally feel like it's because well, we're, we're just on, we're just talking about digital dating. We ain't even get into like traditional dating in terms of digital dating. I feel like women, I think it's a reversal now. I think women are the because ones. Because
1: of city girls and hot girls. Some and hot but not girls some.
0: not even just that. As a woman, like for me, right? I could probably be on a dating app. I could probably get maybe a match a day. One match a day, right? Okay. Women, on the other hand, I feel like they get way more matches. More men are reaching out to them. To either take them out on a date, but it's, have but sex with them. But they're not cute. Hold on, hold on one second. We're not talking about looks. We're just talking about matches. You yes, have about... That is a
1: match. If you out the there whole looking up. like a one-leg <laughs> pig. Like, come on. Like, is that well, a real up. match?
0: A woman could have like 10 matches a day. Okay. So you're, you're you're literally choosing from all of these matches. Now you're looking, oh, well, he ain't that... He's not tall enough. He's not this. I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want. Him. Whereas men, we're probably getting maybe one or two matches, and I'm just talking about the average guy, you know, not the guy who's fucking sexy as fucking his profiles. The guy, that guy, is probably getting hella matches a day, but for the average guy, they're maybe getting maybe one or two matches a day, or maybe three to four matches a week, right? So with that, it's like okay, I only have this limited amount of matches. Let me see if I can make something happen with it. And maybe out of those 10 matches that you have, you probably may only get one or two who are willing to take it to the next level as as in going out on a date, Or maybe taking it even more a step further in something more sexual. Whereas I feel like women can have 50 matches and literally all day it's just them shuffling through. Oh, well, I don't really like him. He's not this. Oh, this guy. And then out of that 50 matches, you may choose, let's say, if she's really picky, you may only choose like five. And now you got five dates. Now you got five dudes, right? You got five matches. And you're trying to see if they're going to take it to the next level of, like, asking you for your number mm-hmm. or asking you out on a date. So that's really what it is. And then I guess when you, you to get to your point where now you got these five matches, now you got to make it work with these five matches because. But you're, nobody's really talking about the 50 other, you know, the 45 other matches that you got. So you have... Because you, they're I, not
1: worth talking about. I think
0: women just have more choices because even though, yes, you may say that a woman is trying to be choose, which I feel like that as well, you have so much to choose from. You're at a buffet. Like, you're literally no. at a buffet, like... No,
1: it's um, not. It's,
0: I don't want that. Nah, that's a little bit too spicy. Whereas men... But you're
1: acting like I'm at the fucking buffet with lobster, filet mignon, and, you know, fucking... Shrimp from the Amalfi Coast. If I'm at the buffet no. and it's like crusty salad, leftover spaghetti, and bread, and then I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, we're talking about quality versus quantity. I've had some men with like no neck that are like... <laughs> Oh my god, you're so beautiful. And here you are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you had 40 matches this week." And I'm like, "20 of them had no neck. The other nigga was 450 pounds. this, this guy's unemployed." This like, is, oh, of course I'm going to.
0: This is the perfect this is the perfect analogy. This is what it's like. When you go into for a woman, you go into the you go into the buffet, right? You talked about there being like crusty toast and all that Got stuff. Got the
1: crusty crab. Crusty
0: crab. The there is Okay, so you're at the the buffet. There's a plethora of choices to make, and you go to like women are basically like this. Women are like crab legs at the fucking at the buffet. <laughs> you know how niggas is really niggas really be going ham for the crab legs. You know the second the dude shuffles them onto the onto the the uh, whatever you call that shit. People is got their clamps going ham for it. Going ham for it. That's what women are like. Whereas so I, I say that to say like all of the men, like you if you were a 10, all of the men are at your spot at your section of the buffet. Trying to clamp on to get that crab leg. Whereas there's other guys who are sitting at the salad bar and it's like, oh man, it's mad It's mad people at the fucking crab legs bar, like man, I just got to get this salad. Like, let me just fuck with this salad or let me just fuck with this this fucking roast beef or whatever. Like, I got to do the roast beef because she's like mad dudes at the crab legs just trying yeah, to get the crab see, legs.
1: That's, so that, I think, is a big misconception, right? Because the men at the salad bar, you got to look at it this way. When you got nothing to lose fuck it, I'm going to go in the line and try to get some crab legs, which is usually what happens, right? Like, a lot of beautiful women get men that are sweet, but men that they aren't necessarily physically attracted to that are like, you're just so beautiful, I had to tell you, hoping and fantasizing that that 10 is going to give them the date when we know realistically, like, it's probably not going to happen, right? But he's like, why not? Everyone else is there. Let me just try and shoot my shot and see, right? Versus other men that you said like the fine guys that are all going for the crab legs in today's society these men today y'all are some bougie motherfuckers okay like there's 10 and then there's 10 plus and then there's 10 plus plus and what i have found is that the men that have, you know, the renaissance man, the man that dresses well, the good job, the man that travels, the the ideal man that many women superficially would say like, yes, him, that is the guy I would have sex with. Believe it or not, they aren't actually going for the tens in the crab legs. You know what they're doing? They go to fucking Fogo de Chow. They see all the men reaching for the crab legs. They order a glass of wine and they're like, I'm gonna order from the menu. They don't even wanna get up. They don't feel like they have to get up, right? It's like, how many beautiful women are in this room? Seven, sir. Okay, of those seven, how many of them are crab legs? Um, Well, sir, six of them, you know, maybe five of them are crab leg worthy, you know, 10, right? Uh But we do have blue king crab legs. Now there's only two of them um, special order I'll take that,
0: okay, but i'ma be honest, that's only a ten plus plus man can do that. only a ten plus plus can order the blue crab legs, you know what I'm saying that came from i don't know wherever exotic place that blue crab legs come from, but Money. for the <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying this is this is the this is the You know, our special menu. Only 10 plus plus men. And I'm not even just talking about looks. We're talking about a combination of looks, money, all that shit, status, all that shit. 780
1: credit score.
0: Yes. 10 plus plus men. 10 plus plus men get that privilege of having the special order menu. No, you don't have to go to the buffet. You can just sit here and you can order from there. We'll bring them to you. But... And I may be kind of contradicting, my, contradicting myself at the same time. Not really. I guess I'm kind of making a connection. Basically, what I'm saying is when you bad, like if you bad, male or female, you always going to get the special order menu. Yep. But the thing is, like you said before, the people who aren't necessarily 10 plus plus worthy try to get on the special menu. Yep. And that's the problem. You got the chicks out there broke as fuck. Living on Section 8 housing, nothing wrong with living on Section 8 housing, I'm just saying. Got motherfucking three baby daddies thinking that they could be on a special order menu for 10++, plus <laughs> man. You got dudes who broke as fuck, still living with their mom, ain't got no fucking money in their pocket, have no way to travel, feel like they should be on the 10++ plus menu. That's the problem. Niggas don't stay in their motherfucking dating lane.
1: And you know what? that is where the lanes merge that that's where you and me i would i would cheers you with a glass of wine but you got lucas so let me let me um cheers your okay oh you got it here chingle chingle all right so me right fitness has been a big part of my life but i'm nowhere in shape where i want to be right yes ideally right i would love like who's a who's a fine guy with a, a 300 six pack eight pack right and of course i'm gonna look at those those men like they're eye candy right but i stopped doing that like a while back i saw this guy write this quote at first i was like asshole until i started getting back into fitness he had this quote that said if you don't work out we won't work out right basically and and then i was like I should, really shouldn't be mad at that because when I started getting back into the gym and I really started making fitness a part of my life, there is a reason why you have equal matches. Like, it's you work hard for that body, there's a lifestyle and a discipline that comes with working for that body. You don't want to date somebody when you've incorporated it in your routine daily to. Go to the gym, run. It's not that they have to be on your workout plan, right? But if your lifestyle is such that you you try to eat clean, you try to, you know, keep your, your well-being up. What guy with an eight-pack? You know, and, and people are gonna say, like, that's fucked up because beauty is like yeah, you know, we can have that talk. But when we're talking about just the law of attraction, when I recalibrated my expectations. And I started feeling good about myself again and looking at that as no, do I need an eight pack? No, but I wanted my body back to a certain place. And when I started doing that, I actually started attracting guys like that. So when I didn't have it and I was trying to get to the to the special order menu, right? They weren't writing me back or anything like that. And I knew I was like beautiful in the face, right? But for we're talking 10 plus plus when they started to see because i have a, a pretty face you know like oh this is somebody that's getting their body back they're posting their um you know i would post like my what,
0: transformation yeah my progress. my
1: transformation progress pics and stuff like that then they started like i'm, I'm just what's over there at that crab like buffet cuz let's be real 85% of people are not on the special menu very true 85% of us are at the buffet which is totally yes. okay Right.
0: Nothing wrong with going to the buffet. Being a
1: three hundred eight pack man, your you know your life, unfortunately, to me as someone that doesn't have fitness as you know obsessively like every day, to me that's a fucking stressful ass life. I don't want to be with a man while he's fine as hell sitting at the table with me counting his goddamn macros, telling me you know like, <laughs> okay, we're at twenty three carbs today, and I'm gonna go to the gym and do. Th- I want to be with a guy that's got maybe four packs got some nice you know biceps the sex is still good but i can wake up the next day and not feel like i have to puke
0: true very true and it's the same for men like a lot of men see but the difference between men and women i guess it's not even really a difference social media kind of blurred the lines a little bit
1: definitely
0: because you got regular degolas. Posing as bad bitches. Excuse the language, but let's just, that's just what the language is. And
1: the baby Snapchat.
0: (laughs) You got the Snapchats, you got the (laughs) filters, you got all that stuff that's turning regular Deglas into baddies. And that's. Guys,
1: too. Yes, yes, guys, too.
0: Very true. So now you got guys, guys. and you have women, and you have men who are regular Deglas because of social media and the way they're manipulating and doctoring their photos, have an opportunity to be invited to the special order menu. And then when you get to know them, it's like, well, you're not really special order quality.
1: Well, you eat the crab legs and then you're like, this is imitation crab. This is imitation crab.
0: (laughs) So I think social media has kind of blurred the lines for digital dating now because I've met hella baddies on Instagram And seen them in person and been like, yo, you are, you are imitation crab. And I've seen, (laughs) and I've seen people who on social media aren't necessarily the best looking on social media, but when you meet them in person, they're pretty good looking, great conversation, good person, good personality. So social media, I feel like has kind of blurred the lines because let's be real, if dating apps came before social media. I think you'll see less people on the special order menu. I agree. And then you'll have more of the real, okay, this is real. Like, for example, I noticed one girl, broke as fuck, still living with her mom. Like, no fucking ambition, but she feels like she's deserving of a man who's like, Fucking 6'5, making six figures, own car. And it's like, well, but if you look at her Instagram, bad as fuck on Instagram. Like, oh, you bad. You were you bad. And
1: then
0: I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure a guy who is on the special order menu may see that and be like, oh, she she bad. Is she bad. Let me see if I can. Da-da-da-da. So that's how they kind of finesse their way onto the special order menu.
1: Well, and then also what you see though is people get recycled on these dating apps, right? Cause you, at the very beginning of this talk, you said, you know, one of the challenges is not getting them, but keeping them. And so that's the problem when you you try to imitate and be something that you're not or your expectations are not aligned, you know, you have to be the thing that you wanna attract. That's, that's the gem I'ma drop on y'all tonight, right? Like, if you are not the shit that you want, debt that, right? If you want somebody that's physically fit, yoga skin, you know, good job, great credit, and, you know, you're over here, like, fucking Instacarting and thinking that, you know, shout out to Instacart essential but you get my drift like if you are not trying to have the level of discipline or at the very least understand the level of discipline that it takes to acquire a certain level of success you are going to find it very difficult to attract what you want
0: but what about the people who feel like no i may not be at that level this could be male or female. But if I get with that person, they can level me up to that level. Perhaps. How do you feel about that? I'm going to turn on the lights.
1: Um, so we've seen it happen. Like, perhaps, right? But I, I would say that those people are the exception. They're not the... That's not the everyday, right? And even when you look at the exceptions in in many circumstances you see that there's a backstory right um i don't even want to use like lebron and savannah because savannah is bomb like you know but if we were just looking at them on paper right? right like we don't really know what i don't know what all that savannah does right like from what i see in the public she's a great mom and she's attending to the household and things like that but you don't see savannah out there like my perfume line my clothing line like an aisha curry like aisha's got her lane she's you know so many she could maybe with the limited information that we know maybe be perceived as like one of the people that lebron quote unquote would have leveled up right um but again what's the backstory? They were high school sweethearts. I, that's, yeah, I'm
0: about to say the same and it's the same with Aisha Curry as well. They kind of been together for a while. So in a sense, um, although those people like LeBron and and those people like um uh um Steph Curry, they had the talent that they were automatically gonna be at that level. You know what I mean? And they kind of just said, Listen, I'm getting to this level are you rocking with me or not? And I'm pretty sure that woman was like, yeah, I'm rocking with you like forever, forever. And then they kind of took them up. But what I'm talking about is like the guy who already got it and is looking in the crowd like you. Or like there's, he's looking in the crowd and women are like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me because like you said, women want to get chosen. And that woman isn't necessarily at his level. And when she gets with him, she has the expectation that he is going to bring me to his level.
1: So, so I don't know if, so I think that mentality is, uh, for lack of a better word, codependent, right? Because then you're depending on someone to make you become something that you need to figure out for yourself on your own self-journey. But what I have seen with maybe very successful men that are with women that are very much in the background and okay with being in the background, um, they did have something special about them, right? And maybe it just wasn't expressed like on the grand stage, right? But like if we did want to use Savannah, like her ability to hold down a household to the level that she does and all their kids, you you know, all his children are exceptional Mm -hmm. you know that's because of savannah and that was savannah's lane that was her knack right she may not have known that but one thing that people that are highly successful they're good at when they scan is if i'm going to pick someone that is my opposite and not in my
0: in my lane in my
1: lane it's usually a particular thing that that person knows that they are lacking right and that this person is going to be a nice counterbalance to me. So I'm a workaholic. I travel all the time. um, I'm kind of a straight edge. And I don't need a woman that is a 5'11 model traveling all around the world. I mean, that's what happened to D-Wade and Gabby. That's why their relationship, that was one of the things that they said hurt their relationship. They both were busy. They both traveled. They both were kind of and as a result, I mean, I'm not justifying his cheating, but that was something Gabby said that she took ownership for. Like, us having similar lifestyles, one of us had to sacrifice mm-hmm. and kind of be the opposite. So, again, it's possible.
0: Do you feel like if a person is at that height, male or female, that they should find somebody who is sort of their opposite? Or do you think that it will be much, much more beneficial to find an equal
1: i don't think it's that cut and dry but what i always recommend to my clients is you have you do it is better to find someone that is your equal in your core values right so if you are a highly successful person because you have a high level of ambition you need to be with someone with a high level of ambition. Um, If you're someone that has a strong moral compass, you need to be with someone that has a strong moral compass. And the way that you start to differentiate that of like, where can I bend and where can it be a non-negotiable is ask yourself, how much does this play a factor in my life, right? So yeah, if you're the going to church every Sunday and God is at the center, why would you date someone that is fluid in that? You wanna argue with them when you have kids about why church is important to you? Like this was something that was established from the jump. Uh Do you wanna be highly motivated running several companies and being with someone where you're like, well, I thought at first, you know, when she had her art studio, it was great, but that's all she had and I've been wanting to do more. And, you know, I get that a lot where I'm saying, you don't don't take opposite so far that you're so opposite that you find that as you evolve and grow it's going to cause you to change things that are important to
0: you mm-hmm. okay well let's let's talk about i think we like an hour and a half almost an hour and a half in but let's talk about outside of the dating app in the digital age i mean we kind of touched on like just i think this conversation was a little bit more fluid even though we were, but like, let's kind of touch on outside dating, and I, I really, I want to talk about this conversation that we had um, a, another the other day about having this like inner nerd boy or inner nerd girl, and especially in Black people, and the reason why I want to touch on that is because one of the biggest complaints I, f- I hear from a lot of Black men is that they're handsome guy or whatever. But they feel like they don't necessarily attract um enough black women because they're perceived as being corny or they're perceived as being weird and sometimes that perception can even manifest into being perceived as gay Mm. so i mean for me as a black man um although on the surface i may give off like the handsome vibes like, really oh, like, this is a very handsome guy, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily see myself as a 10++, plus. plus. but when you meet me in person, like, you'll find that there are corny shit that I like to do, like, I like to fucking watch shit on BBC Earth, and I like to (laughs) fucking listen to old music and stuff like that, and I have um, been on several dates where I felt like I wasn't giving off the vibe of the person that I was perceived to be in my pictures. I know we, we kind of get touched, you know, on digital dating before or necessarily I don't give off the perception of the person who I look like on the exterior. Right. You know, I do like to dress nice. I do like to take care of myself. I do like to present myself in the best way possible. But at the same time, I don't want to be Mr. Mr. Macho, Mr. Smooth, Mr. Suave. Every all day. Sometimes I like to just be, you know, the corny, annoying person. So I wanted to touch on this inner nerd boy, inner nerd girl conversation that we was having before.
1: So I remember when we were talking, and you know, we were looking at your profile, and that was like something that I highlighted. Is I always find it interesting when people in general will say, you know a picture's worth a thousand words, I don't want to be judged by my pictures, but that totally counteracts the purpose of a dating site, right? And it has nothing to do with the dating site, right? If we removed all digital, all digital whatever, um, and we were in a room right now, and five women and five men walked in here and we looked at them, we're getting a picture, right? So I tell people don't just pick any picture. It doesn't mean you have to be a poser either. But you should have a general, you should be looking at your pictures and saying, what are the different kinds of ways this picture could be perceived, right? So we were we were like, you know, can we go there? We were like on your little dating app, right? We saw the one chick, right? Mm-hmm. We saw this one chick. She had like six different pictures that gave different, Um, elements of her there was like a dressy one there was a party one there was kind of a more seductive one where her tongue was out with her lips there was one with like a girl next door vibe so you know you had responded about how you could appreciate like all her different looks and your perception and her response was something to the effect of like i actually don't party and i don't do this and you can't judge from pictures right which I I personally thought was a little prudish because that's exactly what her pictures showed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the point I'm making here is you have to to be self-aware enough as a person as to who am I on the day-to-day, not just on a Saturday and on the 4th of July when I'm on a white yacht. Because if the pictures that you're putting on your profile are, you know, you with top shelf liquor with all your friends when you're in your gucci bell and the wind is blowing and you're looking like p diddy and then your next picture is you sitting on the tallest mountain ever with you know some grapes and wine and cheese of course my perception could possibly be like this is a person that likes luxury this is a person that definitely is into travel into the way they dress, right? You're not showing me the picture where you're being fucking Patrick Swayze with a clay pot (coughs) on a Monday, where you're like, I do pottery and watch BBC Earth. (coughs) Like, where the fuck was that picture? You know, like, give me some nice, and if that's who you are Monday to Friday, those are the pictures that I want to see, right? You can still look handsome and um, attractive, doing the things that you do on a day to day as opposed to having six of your pictures be you living your best life at a Drake party and one picture being your clay pot picture.
0: So obviously it's all about perception.
1: Yes, perception Ugh. is everything.
0: So what do you say to the men who feel outside of the dating apps, who feel like they have a struggle, And it sounds kind of messed up But some men feel like they have a struggle Dating the black woman Because they may not be The thug, the macho man You know, the handsome guy The tall guy The the things that seem Attractive on the exterior But on the interior they're more like Yo, dude, I just want to fucking Order wings and like You know, just chill out on the couch And shit like that Or like do some corny shit Like me, I love games. Like, I love to go play Dave and Buster, go to Dave and Buster's and play games. Like, I appreciate the little things. And sometimes I feel like, you know, although I may seem handsome on the exterior, a lot of women kind of get taken aback because when they get to know me, it's like, oh, you're not the go to the club and pop bottles. You're not the like, let's go to Mikonos um, and let's, you know, spend this amount of money to get in this villa and stuff like that like me personally i I appreciate the little things like we don't always got to be traveling all over the place but we can go to the fucking ice cream shop and just talk and have a good time like get a good vibe going but i do feel like now going back to what we were saying about not trying to finesse your way onto the plus plus list onto the special order list I feel like now people i don't even I'm just rambling at this point. people feel like on the exterior you might be the person that can bring them to the plus plus list, and when you're not it's like a let down in a sense, and I feel like I sometimes let down women or give off that vibe of like oh like he kind of let me down like or he didn't necessarily fulfill my expectations
1: my answer to that would be you both let each other down right is you you let the woman down because again you presented something that you weren't right and a lot of this stuff i think happens unconsciously like when i hear sometimes these things from black men it, it is a little bit irritating but from a psychologist standpoint understandable because when we look at the media of how black women are portrayed and stereotyped, and black men as well, Um, there are a lot of nerdy black women um, that are into anime and comics and like to do weird things. And so media has, unfortunately, if we're talking about same ethnicity to ethnicity, um, has caused to sometimes have six degrees of separation when they're really, it, it doesn't exist um when men say that sometimes about black women i'm i'm saying to myself who created that narrative and who's responsible and how did that narrative get pinned on black women right uh because what we see in the media is you know you see the project x parties and things like that but and and the groupies but um you don't see a lot of them in the movies sometimes being black women True. You see them being white women, exotic women, being enamored by the black man who has made it. And then men doing whatever. But that's a different conversation for a different day. So.
0: But I'm, I'm sorry to, to cut you off. But on that same note, we can talk about the various music videos of like the guy from the hood, but is successful and all the women want to be with him so for men we might feel for black men i can't necessarily speak to white men but for black men and you hear all the time like you'll hear women talk about oh what kind of guy you know what kind of guy you like oh you know he's got to be you know handsome a good man but you know he's got to have a little he got to have a little hood in him and some guys don't have that hood in them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't have that hood in me like i'm from the hood but i don't I'm not the type of person that's just gonna be popping off at any, you know, at any minute. I'm the type of person, like, yo, I wanna get to safety. I'm trying to get us home safe. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to go to the shooting. I'm trying to get away from the shooting. So, and then you see, like, um, men who are perceived by the media as, black men who are perceived by the media as, like, oh, this is this is the definition of handsome. It's always, like, some guy like, you for example, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, and I'm not saying this as a diss to him, but a lot of women are attracted to men like Nipsey Hussle because, yes, he is very successful, he's very intelligent, but at the same time, he's still got that hood in him you know, because he's from the hood. Or a guy like Dave East, for example. Dave East, another intelligent man, very successful, obviously, in hip-hop, but at the same time, Dave East is from the hood. Like, Dave East can... Davies will pop off whenever and I feel like women are more attracted black women in my view and I'm pretty sure in other male, male black male views as well find that to be like the attractive guy to go to because you know that and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong that's their perception of like a masculine man whereas a guy like Donald Glover who. I, I find it very interesting that black women are coming at him for, um, being married to a white woman, but, like, Donald Glover is probably one of the corniest fucking dudes you've ever seen, like, when Donald Glover was on Community, like, I don't think any black woman, not any black woman, but, like, black women probably wouldn't even fuck with him, like, but now that he's on this, like, more socially conscious, um, wave, and obviously he's very successful on Atlanta, People are coming at him for not being married to a black woman. And it's like, yo, dude, I don't think y'all was even really checking for Donald Glover. Because if Donald Glover was just a regular Joe Schmo from up the block, y'all would have been like, oh, he's corny. Oh, he's he's weird or even worse, like, oh, he's probably gay. That's a lot. Like.
1: Like. i I think it's a shift right when i say that like our conversation is in three lanes right you've got you've got the issue of being seen for who you are right and i don't think that that is a ethnic issue right like one of the things is i was listening to you is I think when people hear the term hood, a lot of different things come to mind, right? So the way you were describing hood, like a woman saying, you know, from your experiences of like, I want a guy with a little bit of hood, the way you depicted that was like, you know, popping off, being in the mix, like what I saw as I was listening was like chaos, right? But in my experiences, very rarely but i have heard it when i've heard women say that um that term being more synonymous with having an edge right and not hood so meaning wanting to have a man that is or what we say now sophisticated, ratchet a man that is um fun and quirky and can watch bbc earth but isn't going to be a pussy on the sidewalk when you know I'm feeling threatened who's going to stand up for himself you know he's got a little bit of cool coolness to him whatever that means to you right and so i think we have to we have to when we're meeting people when we have these so-called preferences and quirks we have to make sure we're on the same page about what it means
0: mm.
1: cuz like hood to you could be very different of how i'm conceptualizing hood right um and if and if you're telling yourself like oh she only wants to do with a little bit of hood from him and that's your purview then you both are missing each other right so that's like the first thing right i don't think that's a black white thing because i've had white women that i talk to that that date white men and they're like he just is so boring like I want him to have a little bit of spunk. (laughs) There's a word there, right? Spunk could be, you know, so you get my point, right? Now, the other piece that does pertain possibly to race and like Donald Glover is this being a whole separate issue. And I'm not justifying this, right? Like this is the historical trauma and things that we are still to this day trying to work out. But I do think the conversation is relevant given what we're dealing with today, right? Is there are, it is very hard to reconcile, and again, not justifiable, but it's hard to reconcile black men like Spike Lee, Donald Glover, uh, men that, do preach about social consciousness, the preservation of black family, um, combating racism and historical traumas that are that are grounded in fact, not with all white women, but, but the, the dirty narrative of our history when we talk about the relationship dynamic of uh, many white women back in the day when we were enslaved, crying and being victims of rape, sexualizing men, um only dating only in seeing that you know being a complaint of black women where they don't always feel heard where it's like a black man not being good enough in the everyday with certain white women not all again not generalizing but the perception that um kind of you saw this and i don't know if you saw the movie save the last dance
0: Uh have you seen
1: that but do you remember the scene in save the last dance where um, the black guy's sister confronted Julia Styles, and she's like, you take the one good black man that we have in the neighborhood like, because you're white and you got to be right. It was this whole monologue where she was basically like, of all the black men in this high school, if you were really into black men, there's a lot of black men probably in this high school from the hood that have a lot to offer, mm-hmm. but you want to go for the one we have going to med school. You got to take the LeBron James <laughs> of all the black men that we have, right? That is what fuels the anger with black women. And then when you get the LeBron James and the Donald Glovers that have then made it, and they're like, oh, you know, they're rapping about some very real things. And then it's like, meet my white wife, Amy. <laughs> you know? Um, again, I'm not saying that, you know, Amy's not a good person. And that he sh- you should marry who you love, right? That That doesn't have... But just pointing out the fact that it's very complicated stuff and it's very hard to, it's very hard to reconcile when you feel like you've struggled through oppression and you've had to work so hard to achieve a certain status. And then when we achieve certain status, it it sometimes feels, you sometimes feel resentful because you don't feel like that was poured back into the community. It's not like Indian cultures or other cultures where they come to America, they go to school, they invest, and then they go back home Mm -hmm. and they pour that into their country to educate. So I think it's that stuff. And I don't think we have the dialogues that like you and I are having. So the way that it comes out in passing is it comes off in this very superficial, callous prejudice type of conversation where black men can't really wrap their minds around it and it feels like black women are just complaining or black women don't want the donald glovers that are into quirky stuff when that's really not true i think it's that maybe donald glover before he was socially conscious like donald glover might have always always had been that quirky kid Mm -hmm. right but maybe at the time he wasn't really expressing that the way he's expressing that now.
0: True. Right?
1: And so now that he's expressing that, yeah, it'd be easy to say hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, y'all would have never been checking for me, but it's like, nigga, you was never talking about it. How did I know? Like, I'm not a, When were we sitting down at Starbucks talking about this is America? Like, that's Donald Glover post-25 2020. Like, give me a break, you know? So, it's just, it's, it's life, like... You got to take the good with the bad. You you take what you can get and you make the best of it. Shout out to Donald Glover and Shout his wife.
0: To- <laughs> Shout out to Donald Glover. Shout out to Childish Gambino. Um, so we're kind of wrapping up this episode. Uh, I think we're almost at like an hour and a half. We're past the hour and a half. Um, I don't want to take it too long. Um, so we do this part in our our, our uh, show called Yout Outs. Which, shout outs is sh- shout outs, but my boy Vince put a Y on it, so we got to keep it up. Um, so, essentially, this is an opportunity for you to give a yacht out to anybody, anybody, anyone, any cause, anything like that.
1: Oh, wow. Dang, I wish you would told me that before we started. I mean, I want to yacht y- out. Okay, I got it. I want to y- shout out to all the freedom fighters out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these are trying times. I know you guys are so tired. Like, you guys are marching through the streets. You have been unrelentless. You know, I have to remind myself that this is my lane. I can be honest and say, you know, I have not been out in the protest. I was for Trayvon Martin, but this is my lane. You know, we need the mental health people. We need the lawyers. We need the different people in different lanes. And just because we're not on the streets doesn't mean that we're not doing our part. But the people that are on the streets, that are putting their lives on the line with Rona, getting arrested, trying to get the bailout funds. Because of the work that you did, we got Black Lives Matters painted on the street. Leading up to the White House today, we got the street change to Black Lives Matter Plaza on 16th, and so I mean, Black Lives Matter right now needs to Get some patron shots somewhere on the low and cheers each other because you guys are doing the damn thing, and to our white allies too, and to our LGBT allies. You yes. know, everybody coming. And together. our immigrant
0: allies. And as well. our
1: immigrant allies.
0: Um, I gotta give Not a out. I do have to give a a shout out to you first, JoJo, because I did learn something today where um, I didn't mention before about women being attracted to the hood dude or having a hood aspect to them. And I think that's a a takeaway that a lot of men who have the inner nerd boy in them could take away where being hood, quote unquote, isn't necessarily being this rough, tough dude. It's more about having the edge to stand up for yourself, to stand up for your woman, um, also having spontaneity in you and, you know, not just being the cookie cutter dater who's like let's just do dinner and a movie like no let's do something else let's do something a little bit more fun so essentially being hood is having a fun side to you
1: yeah being down with the culture having
0: a fun side to you having an assertive side to you where you kind of don't just take shit and you're not necessarily a doormat you do stand up for yourself so i hope that the male listeners who do have inner nerd boy hopefully you use that as a takeaway necessary you don't necessarily have to be mr macho you don't have to be mr rough tough dude you can be mr spontaneous you could be mr fun and i think all the women regardless of their race would be attracted to you so i think that's a takeaway that i want to um take away from this this whole conversation is really leveling up because even though 2020 is fucked up Um, I do still think that this is the year for all of us black people in general to level up. Um, So definitely want to give a shout out to you on that and just learning something new. Thank you. Two, I want to give a shout out to black people um, in this time. I know it's a lot going on with um, the coronavirus. Um, Obviously, you know that it's hitting black communities much more prominent than it is white communities. So I definitely want to give a shout out to black people in terms of like us getting better and us bringing light to a healthcare system that is disproportionately um not helping out the black community so definitely raise awareness to that um i want to give another shout out to black people um in terms of like the noise that we've been making with this riots like you said before Um, We got it to a point where we got Black Lives Matter in Washington, D.C. Trump got to see that shit. I know he's probably pissed (laughs) off, but fuck it. We're here to piss you off. So I'm going to give a shout out to that. And I want to give a shout out to the the mayor who approved that. I forgot her name. Black woman. Two, I do want to give a shout out to black women. Like at the end of the day, like I know us as black men, we can sometimes have our gripes (laughs) <laughs> um, our, our complaints about about black women and also the same for black women you can have your complaints about black men but at the same time I think times like these remind us that we are all in this together I know this sounds fucking cliche but we are truly all in this together and at the mm-hmm. end of the day like I love you guys to death and I'll fucking die for y'all Aww. so shout out the black women on that Um, I want to give a shout out to my co-host Vince Bracey.com um, he is not in this conversation. I really wanted to make this a more personal conversation, more intimate conversation, but I still got to shout out my co-host because he's really the one that, that held this whole shit down and brought this whole shit together. Um, so, y'all out to VinceBracy.com. I also want to y'all out to all the black men out there who have inner nerd boy. <laughs> if you, It is nothing wrong with being corny, there's nothing wrong with being quirky. There's nothing wrong with being weird. Don't ever look at that as a disadvantage when it comes to dating. The biggest thing, like we had mentioned before, the biggest takeaway is be able to have some edge to you, have some spontaneity. If you like something, if you like anime, like fucking like that shit to the max and show a woman how passionate you are about it. And I think if a woman's really fucking with you, she'll appreciate, yo, like this dude's really passionate about that. So shout out to all the inner nerd boys. Shout out to all the inner nerd girls. I know as black women, you feel like sometimes you're not the bad bitch on Instagram with your ass all fat, slim waist, (laughs) big ass titties, big ass lips, hair rolling all the way down to your ass crack. I know sometimes you could feel like I'm not that that type of woman and men aren't going to necessarily be attracted to me. But trust me, women with inner nerd girl, there are men out there who are attracted to inner nerd girl. I personally... I like inner nerd girl because it gives me an opportunity to not feel like I have to take myself so serious and be like this guy that's fucking smooth and suave every five minutes. Like that shit is annoying and it's exhausting at times. True. So shout out to all my inner nerd girls, especially black women. If you an inner nerd girl, embrace that shit. Whoop whoop. Um, and that's really all I want to y'all out to. Also, y'all out to Breonna Taylor. And her family, yes. rest in peace to her Shout out to George Floyd and his family yes. Rest in peace to him as well And y'all out to all the other families and, and, and black men and women Who have been impacted um, By the injustice in the social In the police department and shit like that um, I mean And as always If you have any parties, any events Any social gatherings Obviously with this COVID shit You really can't go outside But in that, don't invite me Because I ain't got no (laughs) hoes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bros with No Hoes podcast. Peace.